In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So in this month of November, this is the end of the liturgical year, to get dedicated, is dedicated to the Holy Souls. There's also an occasion to think about the last things concerning ourselves. Can a person will be preaching next week, telling about death, judgment, heaven and hell. That I thought I would focus today on what is a holy death. It is a truth of faith, it is the hour of death. We gather the results of what we have done during life. As a man has sown, shown, so shall you reap. You reap what you sow, is the old adage. If during his life a man has worked for God, at his last moment he will be wonderfully consoled. It has sometimes happened, nevertheless, that good people are very afraid of the approach of death, in spite of the fact that they have led very lives. This is part of God's providence, which wishes to purify these souls of the results of their weaknesses in life, and so prepare them for a more glorious crown in heaven. So today, with the theme of the, of the Holy Death, I thought I would tell you the story of a saint. We don't usually hear stories of saints on Sundays, but I thought I would digress. Saint Dominic Savio, as you may know, he was a holy child who died aged 14 in 19th century Turin. I've just finished a week's retreat and I reread one of my favourite books, by, a book written by his headmaster, Saint John Bosco. So for him, what merited peace and joy in the hour of death? Without any doubt, it was his strong faith, his spirit of prayer and penance, his never having offended God previously, and his work for the salvation of souls. St. John Bosco, who founded the Salesians of St. Francis of Sales, first met Dominic when he was around ten. They had a short conversation. St. John Bosco said that I recognised in him a soul where the Holy Ghost reigned supreme. I marvelled the way grace had already worked in his young heart and mind. So I've always thought this is fascinating that in a child of ten years old, the Holy Ghost can reign supreme. A child of docile to every single action. Every single inspiration can be ruled by the Holy Ghost. So, what can we say about him? There are things in his life which we can uh, imitate and things we can perhaps more admire. And things we can imitate. He had a great desire for sanctity. He once heard a good sermon about 
an easy way to become a saint. The preacher made three points which made a huge impact on him. He said, firstly, that it is God's will that each one should become a saint. Secondly, that it is easy to become a saint. Thirdly, that there is a great reward waiting in heaven for those who try to become saints. The talk was like a spark that sets off consuming blaze the love of God in his heart. We see that how in little occasions the Holy Ghost would sometimes inspire him. So one day on his way back from school, he heard an elderly man a horrible blasphemy. He trembled when he heard it, which took off his took off his hat and said a short prayer, blessing in the name of the Lord. This is what he always did. But then on some impulse, he went to the man with great respect and politeness and took off his hat and said, if he could tell them, Sir, could you tell me the way? to the oratory of St. Francis de Sales. The man was completely taken back by the boy's charm and politeness and said very affably, I'm very sorry, I'm afraid I have no idea. Oh, said Dublin, I wonder, since you can't do that, could you do me something else? Could you do me another favour? Certainly, certainly, what is it? Dominic then went very close to the man, and speaking softly in his ear, he said, Do you think that, when you are in a temper, you could say something else instead of blasphemies about God? The man was both astonished and full of admiration He said, Well said, you are quite right. I see that I have a very bad habit, but I promise you I will try to overcome it. So we see the, uh, the Salesian sweetness, the Salesian gentleness, and if he had taken another approach, the man would simply have hardened it. What else can we take from him? Well, he had a great desire for penance. He decided, in honour of our blessed lady, to fast every Saturday on bread and water. His confessor forbade him to do this. He started off fasting for Lent, but after a week, his rector heard about it and stopped it. He wanted at least to go without breakfast, but this was not allowed him either. The reason, of course, was that his superiors did not want his health to be ruined, as he was very fragile and weak. Constitution. What was he to do then? So he tried another trick. It was uh, changing changes in temperature. It was very very hot in the summer. So he just had thin, uh, thin, uh, thin, thin benches. He kept these in the winter. So nobody had told him to put on heavy ones. When this was found out, he was absolutely forbidden to undertake any kind of penance without express permission from St. John Bosco. 
But he was worried about this. How can I get to heaven if I don't do penance? What am I going to do? So as he explained to him, you can allow yourself the penance of being patient with others and the unpleasant things of life. To accept equally the heat and the cold and rain. To be cheerful when tired and not feeling so well and so on. You see, it's an here solution, concept, and notification. It is spiritual. But, said Dominic, these things come to you whether you like them or not. Precisely, he replied. Often and willingly, willingly to God, there is nothing that will please him more, and you will be doing real penance. Thus assured, Dominic was very happy and completely at peace. There are other stories I like, but someone is probably getting, getting too long. There is a, um, um, another, another part of the story where um, St. Dominic came into St. John Bosco's <coughs> office and said, Sir, sir, come quickly, come quickly. You've got to come. We need to go. If another child does the same thing, God would come. So they went speeding through, speeding through the streets. They knocked at the door of the house, and the lady said, Oh, Don Bosco, I'm so glad you're here. My husband became a Protestant many years ago, and now he wishes to converse that he's about to die. So, um, Don Bosco heard his, heard his confession. And what about his holy death? What can we take from his holy death? He had a weak health, and it was more than anything his zeal that wore him out. About an hour and a half before he died, the parish priest came to visit him, and was quite amazed to hear the brief prayers with which he so calmly and constantly recommended his soul to God. All the phrases expressed his great desire to go quickly to heaven. In the circumstances, the priest was somewhat perplexed as to what he might help. Sometimes, as priests, we come across people who are far holier than us. Obviously, sometimes we have people that have well as to advise them. He said some prayers with the boy, and then he was about to go, Dominic said to him, Father, before going, leave me a parting thought to keep, me, uh, to keep with me. I don't really know what to suggest, Father said. Something that will strengthen and comfort me. All right, try to keep in mind the passion of our Saviour. <clears throat> Dear Gracias, replied Dominic, may the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ be always in my mind and heart and on my lips. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help me now when I am dying. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, may I die in peace with you. The little lady said, That is what I want so much to sing the praises. Jesus for eternity. Later on, when he was halfway between life and death, he started to see the vision 
of the blessedness that awaited him. He said, what was it the parish priest suggested to me? I don't remember, but what wonderful things I see. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh.